Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bended Knee. So looking at the time, let's jump into the prayer right away, and then we'll continue with some discussions afterwards. Heavenly Father, we come to you on this day aware very deeply of the awakening that's beginning to spread across this nation and across the world. Lord, in this time, we're faced with an mass coming together of people. And we just ask that in the center of this, we continue to pursue that deep and intimate relationship with you and through your son, Christ Jesus. Lord, this is a time for us to remember the words, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to you, God. And right now we are facing the greatest exposure of this tyranny that we've ever imagined in our lifetime. A tyranny, a tyranny that's global, that is constantly pursuing to upend the truth, keep people in a haze away from the true things that are going on as they manipulate, steal, kill, rape, pillage. Lord, this is a true dark and evil enemy that we face. We pray for their en- We pray for our enemies, though, Lord. We come before you to pray for them that there can be a change of heart, that you can affect that and to awaken them within their ranks. To do as you did with Gideon, to as we sit here today and humble ourselves before you, to turn the enemy upon itself, to have it start to, to fight and conflict within its own ranks, as those awakened within its ranks and those that hold steadfast to their worship of the dark lords, rather, Lord, to have them consume themselves. Lord, let us give, give us that strength in this time, that, that power to shake the foundations through the enemy's arrogance and the blindness that there results. Lord, we pray for the many that have been damaged by this injection, that are continuing to believe deeply in a narrative of lie, a narrative built on the rock of fear rather than the rock of faith. And Lord, we pray constantly that for those that are standing up for truth, that we continue to pursue the truth in a righteous way, to stand boldly in front of evil, to confront evil, and to come together in greater numbers and greater mass. Lord, let us appreciate the true meaning that when we are say that we will be persecuted if we, if we follow Christ, that in that sense of persecution, let us never forget the resurrection, that there is life through this. And in this time right now, more than ever, that we have to come together and make the hard decisions, that hard line, that hard determination of what we want and what we, will, we are willing to stand for and what we're willing to give up. Too often, Lord, in this time, convenience has been the trap for mankind. Let us break through that level of convenience, for convenience is the death of who we are. Let us embrace the struggle. Let us embrace the the vibrance of life that comes through doing and making and creating and using the gifts and talents that you give us to raise us up. And Lord, we know that we have made mistakes. We have fallen off this trail. We have fallen off the path, the narrow gate. Forgive us for our transgressions. Let us humble ourselves before you, Lord. Humble ourselves in across the world as we come together to take a knee, to ask for forgiveness, to seek repentance, to restore our position next to you on the throne. We know that we are imperfect, but Lord, our heart for you is pure. We seek constantly that pursuit of a deep and intimate love with you. And we're, we are reaching constantly for that place, Lord, where we can raise up that glory, the glory of love, the agape love that you've given within us and that strength that it goes with it. But we also know, Lord, that while we can give mercy, only you can give grace. 
And so, Lord, we ask that as you work through us that we can walk that beautiful path knowing that we cannot wage this war alone. We need you with us, uh, by our side, doing all of this with us. And so, again, we are here before you, Lord, seeking the forgiveness and the repentance and embracing that deep and wonderful and amazing love that only Christ and through Christ to you, Father, that we can receive. Lord, we are walking a path of true strength, a path that has been forged by many in the past, a path that has been walked by many and blood has been sacrificed by many. And Lord, we honor those sacrifices, even if those sacrifices were not intended truly for the right cause. We know that in the hearts of so many, the right cause was always there. We're reminded in the words of Mark Twain, in the beginning of change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Lord, the true cost of standing now is real. We know that some will be lost. We know that some will be imprisoned. We know that some will pay heavy financial prices and tolls. But Lord, we also know that through you, all things are provided, all things are given, and all safety is guaranteed. So Lord, we come together on this day, this day of bended knee, to stand boldly here in front of this enemy, to expand the ranks, to occupy the land, to truly expand the kingdom, to seek dominion over evil. We just ask now that that spark of fire, that spark of righteous fire can be lit within the hearts of the many, those that are sitting timid on the sideline wondering what to do, the caution, and also the clarity, Lord, that goes with that, to see those that are within our ranks that are there for the reasons of deception rather than the reasons of pursuing truth and the love in you. Bring us together, Lord, with that power, that strength, those eyes to see, those ears to hear. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, this is a very glorious time in this fight. We have so much going on in Canada and around the world as it continues to grow. We have truckers in Sweden. We have movements in Australia. We have movements and trucker movements in Italy. We have movements in Canada, of course, and now there's movements even here in the United States. But it's going to take our strength to continue to rise up, to be together and to unify and to be willing to sacrifice for the common good and for the end that we need. This narrative that we're fighting right now, this narrative war, this war in our minds is, is so well engineered to try to keep people in this state of, of psychosis and state of fear and, and state of hypnosis almost. But we have to continue to persevere. We have to hold that rigid line. Don't be trapped by the idolatries that are going on right now. You have this whole garbage going on on Spotify. You have this garbage going on in our media. Ask the hard questions. How do people with salaries of hundreds of millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, why suddenly are they having a change of heart to join the people? These are big questions because there's a lot at stake and money buys souls in this, in this day that we live. Politicians, when you look at politicians, ask yourself the hard question. If they seem like they're doing good for the people, ask yourself, how did they get elected? How did they get through the dominion system? What is it that they've done to allow them to somehow be immune from the corruption? And the answer you'll find usually is they aren't immune at all. 
Remember, this is an enemy that has control of the narrative and the counter narrative. They've planned this out very well to keep us all within a box. It's just like the tree of knowledge. It's always a binary solution. That was Satan's tree. God's world is infinite. There's infinite possibilities, unlimited potential, unlimited everything that we need. In this world, though, it is everything is controlled, finite, scarcity. It's all about obedience to their Lord, Lucifer. So in order for us to break free, we have to be willing to step back and look objectively at the enemy that stands before us. You have to look at the people that are really saying the hard things like stop the, stop the injections, not stop the mandates, but stop the injections. You have to look at the hard things and say, where's the accountability? The people that are going to be taking these people like the CEO of Pfizer, the CEO of Moderna, the CEO of AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson, who's taking them to court? Who's going to hold them accountable for the crimes against humanity, which they have overseen? But it can't stop there. It has to go down through the ranks. It has to go to the scientists. It has to go to the researchers, the marketers. It has to go to the teachers. It has to go to the grade school teacher, the kindergarten teacher, who has decided to insist on mandating a child. This is a war that has to hit at every level. And we have to expose people to the the evil, to the light, and bring people to confront justice. It is a point of accountability. And as humanity... Justice is going to be in God's hand. And I'm and very clear here, that is how we have to proceed because God can give grace, but we have to expose this. We have to hold and be diligent to this fight and not let the little trinkets that they're giving us, the crumbs that they're offering, appease people so that people walk away. That's going to be the biggest challenge as we go forward. And it's a challenge that people are so eager to having a solution, so eager to getting an easy fix. It's really what I call the drive through mentality. They want that quick Big Mac with extra cheese, and they want it done in 60 seconds, and they want it all better. You're not going to find leadership in the world that's going to be part of the system that's going to lead you the right way. There's too many interests that they have, financial interests, special interests around them that you're trying to appease, lobbyists, concerns of stepping up against the big monster players like Big Pharma for fear of losing their political backing, threats to their family, whatever it is. What we need now are true patriots that are willing to stand up at all costs. And we're seeing that in Canada. Canada's doing an amazing job. However, they are also going to continue to need the strength of others in the world. Canada's movement right now is breaking up into smaller groups. They're going to the capitals of each province, and they're starting to do the Occupy of the Truckers. And there's an aggressive movement. They're, but you already within their ranks, they have shysters that are trying to raise money for themselves, shysters that are trying to infiltrate the movement to incite violence. All of this so that the big, the big media and the, and the government can blame them for being things like terrorists or whatever else they're going to put. The other thing that we have to focus our attention on as well, and many prayers, and we have to work on influencing are our police officers. We as an aggregate whole across the world have not seen police officers give back the respect to the people that the people have given them. I'm all about supporting the people that take the tough job of, def- of keeping people safe day to day, but those same people are now turning the laws of COVID, the laws of incarceration, 
They're turning it against us because they're simply obeying what their seniors do. This is a fight for liberty, and God gave us liberty. And just as we said in the prayer, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. That was one of our first rally calls in the revolution, and it's one that we must never forget. So was give me liberty or give me death. The story behind that is fascinating because Thomas Paine, who wrote, I, I'm going to caution myself, give me liberty or give me death, and I, I can't remember if it was Paine, it may have been Paine, who wrote that. At the time, they were witnessing the flogging to death of 10 pastors in the town where that, when he wrote and when he spoke those words. They had this 10 pastors who had refused to accept a license to preach. And they took out the whips with the cat of nine tails and they were going to whip them 40 times as they had done to Christ and ultimately killed them. This was in our own country. And what he witnessed was were 10 pastors that refused to accept a governmental license to pastor and to preach because they had said that they had been given the only license they needed, and that was the license by which God gave them. So this is an important component to understand and what we're fighting. We're fighting that true, deep commitment to that walk in Christ against an evil that wants to control everything. The same evil that at the point of birth takes your birth certificate and ties it into a registry that down assesses a fee that you are now indebted to from the time of, of birth, the maritime law model. That same institution that makes you abide by every single rule that they have, from insurance to driver's license to social security to taxes, all of these things. We're standing up against a behemoth of a monster, a beast, that was designed from the very beginning to subdue people and to keep them as, as economic slaves. And as the people awaken, the system is going to work harder to either enslave people more deeply or try to eradicate them because they are a liability. There's good reasons why they're trying to raise up a robot army because they know the robots will be the next easy-to-control slaves until such a time they have to erase, erase them. Our fight is truly a fight for humanity, and in that true sense, it is either give us liberty or give us death. There can be no in-between. Freedom is not a big enough word. Liberty through the Declaration of Independence were words given to us by God. And those are words that only can be, those rights can only be taken away by God unless we're foolish enough, as we have been on so many levels, to give them away ourselves. We should learn from our lessons of 9 11, the knee jerk reaction to accepting the Patriot Act, which have essentially eradicated our Constitution. And now with COVID tyranny and the medical tyranny that's in our place, which is all a cover to roll in the new financial control grid across the globe. They're doing every single thing they can to keep people off base and keep you distracted. They want to keep you focused on the argument, for example, of ivermectin and HCQ versus, versus the injection or monoclonal antibodies. They want to keep you at that level. And while that's a portion of the awakening, what they don't want you to see is the rollout of 5G, the integration of COVID passes or COVID passports, the tying in of everything you do to a social credit score, the manipulation and, and control of all your data to such a point that you, can, you can't access to buy anything unless you play and comply with their system. They want you to be injected so they can control your behavior. 
They can geotag you and geofence you to where you can move and what you can do. All of these things are part of their master control. And the more people that comply with that, the farther away humanity ever gets from being free. The stance that's being taken in Canada right now is profound because the country has awakened and it's awakened along lines greater than just the vaccine, which is important. Those are vax mandates that stimulated it. But the true sense of Canada and the true sense of the world of what it can be is if people are truly standing in the light of God and and demanding liberty and the collapse of these governments. What Canada's doing in Ottawa and asking for the resignation of the government needs to happen in every province and every member of the government needs to resign and be held accountable for crimes against humanity or investigated for such. And then that tier goes down to hospitals and it goes down to teachers and it goes down to government employees and police officers. That same thing has to happen in the United States, all 50 states. We need capital rallies, locking down our rallies. You know very well that the first trenches of power that are going to come in to try to exploit your fear are going to be the state police because they have become, for the most part, state police have become the agent, the militia of the governor. We have to work to shut them down. We have to work to bring these police either to the line of the people or they have to be separated like the separation of wheat and the chaff. Never forget what's happened in the past here. In Oregon alone, Lavoie and his group occupied the, the, the reserve, and ultimately Lavoie, when he went in on his way to meet with the sheriff to have a peaceful negotiation, was ambushed by the FBI and the Oregon State Police, and the Oregon State Police gunned him down in cold blood. He was an unarmed man. This is the type of people we are dealing with, but it takes a courage and it takes a fearlessness, which comes from our relationship through God and our anchoring in Christ Jesus to be able to stand and face this without any fear. We have to start making these commitments. We are at a key opportunity right now where they have controlled people and are keeping people distracted because their master grid, their control grid isn't all online yet. It's getting close. The 5G network isn't quite ready. Elon Musk's Skylink is not quite ready. All of these digital devices, the the injections, the, the number of vaccines, they aren't up to date. So everybody's not digitally tagged the way they want them. This is an opportunity to strike. And the Canadians have made that first initiative. But what will make the difference of whether that is simply an action that gets placated by a few mandates of saying no more mandates and and the truckers roll away and Canada goes back to sleep, or will it truly be a revolution in Canada that will spread across the world for humanity where humanity finally says, we're done playing, we're stopping, we're not going to do anything until there's true accountability for the crimes against humanity that have been exploited and extolled upon us. And furthermore, we're not going to budge until the entire system economically comes to a halt. We're not going to participate anymore. And that will mean that there will be chaos. That will mean that there will be people that will be in a brutal awakening and a brutal moment of truths that they're not necessarily ready to face. But that's just where we are. We have to start standing stronger together and enduring this fight together. They have few numbers by comparison to us. And while they may swing the the baton or they may show you how much ammo they have, it's irrelevant in the end. It is absolutely irrelevant. They don't have the numbers to sustain what they do, and 
These people don't have the ability to emotionally uphold the evil that they say that they do. Most everybody on this side that is supporting this evil is either doing so out of concern for losing something material like their pension, their wage, their benefits. They're doing so because they're afraid of being an individual in amongst a group or they're doing so out of fear. And the one thing that this group, this evil has over their entire network is of extreme control through fear. But here's the thing. Love is greater than fear. Love is profound because no matter what happens, love never breaks. We pursue love. We pursue that deep agape relationship in love with Christ and through Christ to the Father. We constantly pursue that. And it's unwavering. No matter what they do, you constantly have it. You constantly pursue it. For them, the fear can be fractured. The fear turns into anger, turns into hatred, and they can start to fight within their own ranks. And some will decide and realize that they must leave and must walk away to join the people. That's our greatest weapon right now is to reach into them to show the light of truth, to keep pushing forward with the power of the agape love that Christ showed us here on the earth and how deeply powerful and profound that is for shaking the basis of evil. Our missions before us, our tasks are great, but we have God at our back and Christ at our front. And with that, we cannot fail. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers right now, patriots, are so critical for all of us as we move forward and continue to hold the line on this fight. We have a great opportunity to do great things for humanity if we are willing to make the sacrifice. For that, I would just encourage, use these words, send me. For God is with us, he'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. The choice that we have is what path we choose to walk, to walk deeply within our trust in him or to walk in the path of ease and convenience. I choose God. I choose my deep trust in him. Have a blessed day, Patriots. Thank you for joining Bended Knee. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace 
should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light it can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 